but I don't have a system to to you know to really understand how to allocate my resources. But I don't have an understanding of what. Okay, here's what I'm earning, and I and again, these are my fixed expenses and my variable expenses. But I also need to take into consideration all the other things that go along with my more intermediate and long-term goals. See, what what happens is that most people live with a short-term. They mm, live to pay yeah. bills. They live to pay yeah. bills. And that's why they view it as a budget. And again, there's wow. nothing wrong with that. But we need to expand that mindset into thinking more longer term. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Hey everybody, today's sponsorship is brought to you by my travel brand, Doctora the Explorer. There's a plethora of travel influencers all across social media, but I'm not seeing many millennial global leaders having the same kind of reach and impact. So last year, I launched my travel brand and would like to extend an invitation for you to join me in my explorative adventures. You can find more details about this on my blog at www.doctoratheexplorer.com and also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Doctora Explorer. That is at D-O-C-T-O-R-A-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R. Journey with me as we see the world through God's eyes. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, 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 Entre Leaders, happy Wednesday and welcome to the 56th episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. Today we're talking all about money, 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 and we're going to be learning about the financial do's and don'ts for 2022. Now, I am so honored today to have a very elite guest with us, Mr. Roger Silvera, born and raised in New York. Roger takes pride in being immersed in the community in which he lives and works. Since 1999, Tampa Bay, Florida has been his home. Roger places a great focus on financial education as he began his career as a champion and advocate for financial literacy. In working with physicians and dentists, consultants, and family-owned businesses, Roger plays an active role in bringing a fresh perspective to the financial conversation in America. He spends a great deal of his time working with CPA professionals, enrolled agents, SBA lenders, hosting and speaking at retreats and associations, and providing workshops and seminars and teaching others how to engage people as it relates to finances. Mm -hmm. Roger is a trailblazer in financial literacy Mm -hmm. education and is extremely passionate about setting an example and moving the needle in an industry where people are often underrepresented and underserved in creating sound financial strategies. Roger believes in empowering his clients to have a seat at the table regarding their financial matters and engaging in the crucial conversations necessary to take control of their financial future. 
Now he currently specializes in creating financial strategies for primary decision makers, helping lead them to a path of financial wealth, empowerment, and peace. Roger takes a holistic approach to financial services and truly believes in focusing on the overall wellness of his clients. Now, as a graduate of Coe College with a bachelor's degree in business administration, he also holds series six and 63 licenses, as well as life and variable insurance licenses. He is a board member of the Secured Finance Network of Tampa Bay, which empowers lenders and those seeking capital with tools and resources mm -hmm. necessary to provide capital to businesses throughout the Tampa Bay area. And this is why I am so elated and honored to have him as our very special guest in the last one uh, in the lab on today. Will you please put your hands together and help me welcome our very special guest, Mr. Roger Silvera. <laughs> hola, hola. Welcome to the Leaders Lab, sir. Thank you so much for joining us on today. It's an honor. Thank you so much for the warm and kind introduction. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you have quite a track record. And you know, something is, we hadn't talked about this, but um when I was when I was in my early 20s, I actually was um I was in a uh it was like a multi-level marketing um business. And one of the I had my insurance licenses. Um, and I was also studying for the series six and 63. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, he actually got his. <laughs> I didn't come, but he actually got his. So I was very happy to see that. Yes. So wow. So how did you how did you first like become interested in in learning more about money? I think the aspect of money uh is a very broad topic. It's a topic that attracts uh, people and it's a topic that repels people. Um, and I think it came down to really just coming down to a core purpose and value. Um, I definitely want to help people understand really how to look at their financial decisions in a more clear and concise way. My firm is called Compass Financial Pathways. That's what we help people identify and fine tune their compass and help them produce a direction that they can use to alter their financial life, you know, for the better. The one thing that I love about, you know, money and just really understanding how money works, I think it's just, it, it's, it's an ongoing educational process. It never ends. And mm. there's so many dynamics to money and, and it's usage, you know, it's properties and, and how it works and, to many, uh, it can be a very, very bewildering experience, but it also can be a very rewarding experience at the same time. So I think it also comes down to mindset and how people view money in particular. Obviously, as people growing up, depending upon their, their background and what have you, everybody's financial thermostat um, is set at a certain temperature. And mm. so it's either A, you're constantly attracting new money and new opportunities or you're repelling it because based on the way you think and it's just a lot of different things that ultimately that people have gotten into from a belief perspective that is causing issues in their life and it comes down to having a foundation okay foundational aspect to money is really mindset you know the whole adage of you know, you can save your way to wealth. No, you can't. You have wow. to produce an income. You have to produce an income. 
that's really where it starts. And in this day and age, you will get crushed if you're not efficient in that. Uh, with inflation being the way it is, with interest rates being as low as they are, with the expectation that they're going to increase moving forward um, to the course of this year, we're in different. We're in a different environment than we were 10, 20 years ago. Yes. Um, you know, I'll share this because, like I said, I want to kind of keep my comments general in, in nature. Um, nothing specific here, because obviously with rules and regulations, I have to be careful on on my word usage and and things of that nature. Anything I share today, ladies and gentlemen, is all educational based. And for those of you that need more specific uh, advice and ideas and strategies, please go to your counselors, your advisors, and whoever you are working with to ensure that the merit of those particular strategies is beneficial for your situation, your situation only. Um, again, anything that we share today is purely educational in nature. All right. Thank you so much for that. That is what we call a disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is a disclaimer. So you don't end up saying, well, I was watching the Leaders Live podcast and, you know, Roger Silvera told me that I should do this and do that. Mm -mm -mm. That's a disclaimer. This is general knowledge that we're sharing. And we're also really just talking about the financial do's and don'ts of 2022. Um, because now one thing that you said, uh, Roger, that just it like hit me. Uh, you said you were talking about wealth and, and finances and it all boils down to the mindset. What is the mindset that you have seen uh, for people in our communities, in minority communities specifically? But, you know, what is the mindset that you've seen us have towards money that sets us back? I think it's more of an adoption of a level of poverty. Um mm -hmm. It's it's a it's an adoption and and a belief that we're not worthy enough to have wealth and 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 riches and and things that ultimately you would see not indicative of minority communities in general, wow. uh, which is an ultimate fallacy. Nowadays, you see women specifically, African American women, and Hispanic women specifically, earning a huge level of income these days. Um, and commanding executive roles and running large businesses. So the acumen was always there. It wow. was always there. It was hidden because of the fact that there's, a, there's an extensive level of racism and sexism and nepotism and all the different isms that you can think of were a veil across that. Mm. And I think now a lot of that has been been blown up where now you're starting to see breakthroughs. Now, because of those breakthroughs, the animosity's gotten even thicker because now it's, now it's like, okay, well, you know, they're taking a lot of the roles that were once reserved for a Caucasian oh. woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, or a man. Now, again, we're light years where we need to be. I mean, you look at, you know, the NFL, and the hiring practices in the NFL, you know, there's only one African-American head coach, right? And there's no African-American owner and for that matter. So wow. those are things that are indicative. It's it's real. Why, why do I bring up that? Well, again, we can only do what we do. And we can all, and what I'm saying is from the standpoint is, is, is creation of our own opportunities. 
if not going to be bestowed upon us, we're going to have to create them. I love it. We're going to have to be able to create them in large order and to be able to have our leadership skills to a point where people are attracted to the message that we, you know, share and they resonate with that. Um, Because to me, leadership in this day and age is everything. Yes. It's everything. Yes. How you how you lead yourself is how you're going to lead others. And if you can't lead yourself in a financial sense from a money perspective, how the heck can you lead your family? Wow. Um, so it starts with you. I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that the very difficult hard way. You know, I got myself into some crazy credit card debt that ultimately was a huge setback for me. Right. And I'm transparent when I say that because I want you all to resonate with that particular aspect. I'm human just as anybody else. You know, um, the fact is that, you know, one of the things that makes leadership um, what it is, is that there's a vulnerability behind it. And in our way of looking at money and, and, and the decisions behind money, you have to own where you are. Mm-hmm. If the yes. decisions that you've made up to this point are not indicative of success, find mentors that can help you. Yes. Find advisors that can help you. Right. Not somebody that can sell you stuff. It's real advice, knowledge and, and expertise that you can rely upon that you feel like you're actually gaining something of value because you're an active participant in your own rescue. And I think that's where really where money decisions start. It just starts with you having the mindset that I'm going to conquer this one way or another. And then you being able to channel that energy into an action plan that attracts the resources that you need. So I'm glad that you mentioned action plan. How do we actually create an action plan, a financial action plan, um, which in this case, I guess we can call a budget. So how, you know, a financial action plan, a budget for ourselves um, starting out, how in 2022, how do we create a budget? So I'm actually going to use a different phrase. I actually hate the word budget. Okay. I'm going to use the phrase called cash flow plan. I like it. Cash flow plans more macro. Okay. Indicative of just think of I've got a I've got a finite amount of money, and I got to look at different time frames indicative of different objectives. Okay. So yes, I'm all for having six to twelve months worth of money you know, put away to cover expenses should you not be able to earn an income. Yeah. Right. Those are basic things. Right. I'm also mindful of the fact that we have maybe things that are major that we want to, you know, be on the lookout for. And then things that are more longer term. Right. But we need to be like a conductor, essentially, to be able to direct each dollar that we earn to its proper place. That comes down to really understanding the whole macro picture of where money's going. From the time I earn it to the time it's consumed and gone forever, there's a story and a narrative in between those two endpoints. How do you define that story? So you have to know, okay, well, this is what's happening currently. And there's a myriad of different things that take into, you know, take into consideration, things like taxes and stuff like that. And again, we won't go into deep in the weeds with all this, but 
The fact is when you look at your money decisions, you want to create a cash flow plan. And that's more macro and budget is more micro where we're going to need to make sure that we that we have an understanding of where our expenses are going and and, and or where money's going out where money's coming in all that kind of stuff that's definitely you know sound you know foundational stuff but I want to kind of expand that even further than just you know day-to-day stuff it's more so of okay I need to have a conduction like a like a conductor I need to have a system in place that outlines where every dollar goes that I earn. So yeah. then how do we create a, a cash flow, a cash flow plan instead of calling it a budget? Let's call it a cash flow plan. So budget's micro. The budget's gonna take into account your fixed and variable expenses. But a, a cash flow plan is more macro. It's gonna help you see, okay, well, this is how much I've earned. In a month, it becomes a little bit more complex when you actually are a business owner. So okay. let's just say your revenue as a business owner is 50 grand a month. Well, you're not living off of 50 grand a month. Right. So, you know, again, without going into the weeds and things of that nature, you know, you know, the, the hindsight is you're taking a percentage of that and you're living off of that as your personal income. Right. Whatever that is, let's just say that's 10,000 a month. That's what you're budgeting. Okay. But knowing what your overall income is, that's more macro, right? Okay. So if I'm putting money away into, you know, for retirement or if I'm, um, I'm doing other things, maybe, you know, I'm saving for college or again, these are the things that should be more macro decisions, right? The micro decisions is, Hey, I need to cover the expenses in the house, light, utilities, whatever, food, all that stuff. That's all the budget. And again, so that's the distinction of how we decipher both of them. They work okay. hand in hand. It's just a way of looking at it from a small foundational level to a more expansive level. Because if we don't do that, then we kind of run the risk of not knowing where our money's going. And that happens a lot to a lot of people. It's, well, I made a couple hundred thousand in this year, but I don't know where it went. Yeah. Well, I can tell you where it went. You got a big freaking, you know, 75 inch TV. You got a range sitting out in the, in the, in the parking lot uh, or in the garage, I should say. You feel like you're barely scraping by. It's, it's broke on a higher level. Wow. It's broke on a higher level. That's what it is. And it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It has a lot to do with it from a perspective of financial security. Yes. But if you're making five dollars and you're spending ten, well, duh, you're not going to get any anywhere any at all. So yeah. it's understanding how money's working for you, and that's having an accountability system for it. So that sounds like that's some of the uh, the one of the advantages of having a uh, cash flow plan or a budget. Uh, one of the advantages is being held accountable, like actually knowing where your where your finances are are being dispersed. Awareness. 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 I like it. Oh, financial awareness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, what are some of the other advantages of having this type of cash flow plan or a budget? Um. Well, you know, you know how much you're able to allocate to different strategies. 
um, okay. whether that's, you know, stuff that's risky, stuff that's safe. There, you know, we, what we, we, what we kind of do with our clients is we kind of show them a visualization of how that money can flow, right? Um, okay. It could go into, into more investment type, you know, assets. And again, not going into the weeds, but, right. you know, or, or safe stuff. But if I don't know what that number is, if I don't know what's flowing through, you know, then I have real unrealistic expectations of what can be done. I don't have a system to to, you know, to really understand how to allocate my resources. If I don't have an understanding of what. OK, here's what I'm earning. And I, and again, these are my fixed expenses and my variable expenses. But I also need to take into consideration all the other things that go along with my more intermediate and long-term goals. See, what what happens is that most people live with the short-term. Mm, they, yeah. they live to pay yeah. bills. And that's why they view it as a budget. And again, there's wow. nothing wrong with that. But we need to expand that mindset into thinking more longer-term. You know, what do we need to do strategically to help your money grow, right? And that's a cash flow plan. Okay. All right. Now, what are three things that you wish you'd known about financial independence before now that it's a mindset that's a mindset it's a mindset of love this. I love poverty it. poverty versus wealthy you know wow. when you know start studying wealthy and successful people you know look at what they do look at how they think look at what they say how they walk you know there's just different things that you can pick up and consequently you know, you start to adapt that and you start to create your own life philosophy. Your life philosophy then determines your thermostat in everything, how you wow. view money and, and all those types of things. Right. But if we're having if we're having poor conversations, well, guess what? Our poor conversations are, are indicative of, of poor habits. And that is indicative of poor income and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, because you don't see options. All you see is obstacles. Wow. Right. Now, here's the difference. A wealthy person still sees obstacles, but they see the opportunities in the obstacles. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Right. We got to stop, you know, looking at each other as, well, you know, I didn't have these opportunities because of this. That yeah. whole thinking is garbage. Straight yeah. garbage. Yeah. You know, and if you find somebody in your circle doing that, look. With all due respect, get away from because that's just not it's not going to look. It's just not going to cut it. You know, it, we, there's many different types of people doing big things in this world. Heck, you're in China. <laughs> you're in freaking China. I know. I if, say it if, all if that doesn't help people understand that there is a mindset to opportunity, what does? Right. Yeah. You know, what would cause you to go out to China and actually do the things you're doing right now? Well, it's mindset. Wow. And if and that's really under, you know, it's, it's an aspect of, OK, once I have a mindset, now I can start to be able to attract different types of opportunities, you know. So your you mindset know? attracts the opportunities. Yeah. You know, I remember when, you know, I was thinking, damn, 10,000 a month is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's more like six figures is a month is where we need to be. Yeah. You know, how do we get there consistently? Right. Those are the types of things that, you know, 
you know, come from an adaptation of your habits and your mindset and being around things that are going to stretch you. Yes. Yes. Because your money mindset is a thermostat. I keep going back to that. I right? love it too. I love it. Right? Because a lot of you are cold, frigid, like China's weather right now. Jacked up right now. <laughs> Seriously, it's cold as heck out there. I, you know, I watched the Olympics and I, it's cold out there, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of your mindsets are like that. Instead of being like Tampa, Florida, where it's freaking nice and warm in February. You don't have to brag about your weather right now, you know. <laughs> what's that dude? What's that dude on TikTok? Like this, right? <laughs> I love it though. I mean, I love the analogy. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So so how do we get that? Well, I, I know you mentioned getting to that money mindset is is all about uh listening, like studying wealthy people and, and doing other things like that. So what else? I, I, yeah, there's tools. And, and again, you have to be inquisitive. Um, I would say start really looking at, look, saving is part of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're going to have to put money away. You're going to have to put resources away. Wherever you need to start, if you need to start small, do it. And then start to expand your income. Looking at different sources is the level of income or the, in fact, the financial vehicle that you're in currently, is that going to be adapted to you being able to get to where you want to go financially? And you got to ask yourself that, you know, you may love to do X, Y, and Z, but if X, Y, and Z is not paying you, well, guess what? You can be in X, Y, Z all day long. You're going to be in a heck of a lot of trouble if you're not earning any income. So we got to be, we got to be understanding of, certain things. And again, you're going to have to be in things maybe you don't want to be in ultimately to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship and, and money mindset and things of that nature. I read different types of books. Um, one book I'm reading now is uh, by Nicole Lynn. She's actually one of the top sports agents in the entire country. She's okay. flat out amazing. Okay. She, um, African-American She's one of, I mean, she's a trailblazer, not only women, but also African-American women in sports and being a sports agent. But she's got a book called Agent You, and Agent You is about adopting this mindset of, you know, look, you know, breaking down barriers. Much of our money mindset is breaking down the barriers that were once there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know. It's your, it's your image. It's again, everything's foundational. It's your image, everything, you know, you know, you know, what we, what we tend to do is we tend to look at what everybody else has. And then we tend to overextend ourselves because we need to be able to be important and important doesn't pay you. No, it doesn't. So what, what, what will pay you is you being intelligent about where you need to spend and put your energy and the things that's going to produce income. You know, I'm always studying different income sources, whether okay. that's real estate, whether that's, you know, you know, different types of different, you know, elements. I'm into that. I love that kind of stuff. Again, an inquisitive mind will always attract new opportunities like honey. If you are one that doesn't that doesn't have that on your mind and it's constantly about things like gossip and what, you know, so and so did. Well, again, your mindset is going to be indicative of what your results are. So wow. it comes to all that stuff at the end of the day.
And so to some that might be too harsh, it's the reality. So how do we go about then? Uh, obviously, you know, we're, as we are working on our mindset, we're improving that we're we're reading books like Agent U, which thank you for that. I am definitely going to be looking that up after the show. Um, as we are, you know, improving our mindset and we are uh, making sure that we do save, but that we also diversify our income by looking at other opportunities. By the way, I love what you said about um you know, something being busy, you know, you being busy by doing something, but it not really paying you, uh, you know, and you might have to do something else for a while until, you know, you build up that source of income. When, as we're doing all of this to improve our overall financial, uh, financial literacy and just on the road to financial independence, how do we go about managing our money? So, you know, how do we create a realistic budget that we can work with so that as we are, you know, mm -hmm. building up that, you know, that uh, money mindset that we can at least still be on the right track with managing what we do have? So I would invest in tools, right? Okay. Um, personal capital is a good tool uh, to use. Um, you could use uh, Truebill, uh, which tracks your expenses. Um, that way you can help, you can, you know, build a budget from there. These are all tools that you can use. I mean, and again, you know, whatever, whatever fits your particular liking or whatever, but start utilizing some of these tools on the market to basically give you an advantage. That's what they're there okay. for. You know, I have Truebill. I, I use it. I have personal capital. I, I use it too. Both have different types of functionality. Again, you know, one's more macro, it tracks everything. The other one's more micro, it, it tracks your expenses, mm -hmm. you know, and you can see, okay, well, dang, you know what, maybe I am, you know, spending too much versus what I'm making, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. So if you, once you have a, a certain standard, you can say, well, A, am I making too much, am I making enough money? And if you're not, then start really looking into sources of income that you can do, you know, that will bring in a financial <clears throat> searching for a financial vehicle that's going to bring in the type of income that you desire and that can be able to support you in the long term mission. If you're looking to be a business owner or be in business as an entrepreneur, you're going to have to learn how to generate revenue, period. You're not going to be in business for long if you can't generate revenue. Um, because it's crazy how many people say, Well, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, well. If you don't have the skill sets, you need to learn them. And there's certain yeah. types of skill sets. There's selling skill sets. There's listening skill sets. There's negotiating skill sets. There's different types of skill sets that you're going to have to learn. That takes money, right? So, you know, your job is your seed money. And if you're not in a job that is producing the level of income you desire, well, guess what? What needs to be fixed? You, your skills how you present yourself, all those kinds of things so you can command the type of income that is ultimately worth worthy of your standard. And that comes back to another thing I want to mention. Everyone's got to have a certain standard. There's a, there's a benchmark. Look, if you don't have a certain standard for yourself, then no one else will. And that's, and again, coming back down to how you manage money. If money is just something that you just throw around, then you have no standard for it. And therefore, it will leave you faster than hell um you know you know I, i'm thinking of, of of very short marriages that have that have taken place over the years right you know my point in saying is that it will leave you faster than that right because money 
likes stability. It likes energy. It likes, uh, and it's attracted to that, right? And if you're not that, it's not going to like you. Okay. I appreciate that. I think for me, I wish I had gotten around um, mentors that I know now way back when, right? Before I got into the okay. credit card situation, I did, right? As an example, mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't, I didn't have a money thermostat. That doesn't, that didn't mean nothing. 10 years ago. That didn't mean, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, that didn't mean nothing to me. Right? Okay. Wait, when you say money thermostat, like, what do you mean specifically by money thermostat? Are you just talking about mindset yeah. or? So, so people that earn 50, 60,000 a year have a certain mindset versus somebody making half a million a year because it's the thoughts and their, their expressions and how they feel. Right. Yeah. So. Right. If they feel that earning 150,000 a year is beyond the pale of, you know, imagination, then they're never going to get there. Their mind can, cannot conceive that. So mm. that's their thermostat. Their thermostat is set at that particular level. Wow. Okay. So in order to get around, in order to increase that thermostat, you got to be around people that have 150,000, 200,000 dollar type of mindset. Or thermostat. Wow. Right? Okay. And for me, I want to be around seven figure type, eight figure type mindsets. Yeah. Because, you know, that's going to challenge you. It's going to push you. Right. I can't, I can't teach somebody how to make seven figures because I've never done it. Yeah. You know, I can definitely teach you how to make, you know, six figures, you know, multiple six figures because I've done it. Yeah. So those are things that are, you know, important to understand. Gotcha. Um, it, it, that's your money thermostat. Your money thermostat comes from you being able to be around the right people and the right resources. Mm, okay. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for explaining that because, you know, you had said money thermostat a couple of times and I'm like, is that the mindset or the people? Because, because here's the thing. If you don't get around that, let's say you luck up and you earn X amount, then what happens is that you're going to spend it, or you're not, or you're gonna, you're not gonna earn that again because, again, your mind doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. Okay. So then you're automatically back down to the original temperature that you were before until you get around people that can stretch you. All right, I get it. I understand. So you, so you spent, you've been spending time with people who. Um, you consider it to be money money thermostats, um, which are essentially financial leaders or, you know, mm -hmm. mindset leaders um, uh, or leaders that you look up to. Yep. And so as you've have you as you've spent time with them, what is one characteristic that you've seen them possess that you believe that every leader should have? The two greatest words in the English dictionary are I am. OK, I am worthy. I am present. I am, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? Successful people, especially ones that I know that have done well in business and, and what have you, they have a command of I am. They know who they are. Okay. And they affirm it every single okay. day, right? And you can't help but to be not only inspired by that, but then to never be complacent. They won't Obviously, they won't. If you're going to be around them, they won't let you. And then, two, you should never let yourself be in that position because it's easy. Look, I mean, I work out what four times a week in interval training, and then I and I play competitive sports. So mm -hmm. sometimes, and I'm almost forty five. 
So for me, you know, people would be like, well, you know, your your muscles, you know, you know, are sore, you know, that kind of stuff, need a rest. Like, look, yes, you got to listen to your body, but you also got to challenge your body to get to a certain stage. It's the same yeah. thing with money, right? So if you, you know, if you're making X, Y, and Z, you've been consistently making that. Now you got to start to stretch and beyond and say, look, I know I'm worthy of X. Yeah. I'm making this, but I know I'm worthy of X. Now, what do I have to do to get to that level? Who do I need to work with? Who do I need to seek out? And there's a whole aspect to mentorship and mentees and all that kind of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. what can you do for them? Right. What yeah. can you do to them for them to be a resource for them first so that they know that you're serious? Yeah. It's not you taking. It's actually you giving first. Um, mm -hmm. And um you know, when you're around the type of people that, you know, that they've done things and, and they have the right mindset to be able to give back and things of that nature, you can't help but be inspired. And again, how they view income, how they view their money decisions, those particular attributes get then uh, bestowed upon you. And then that increases your thermostat level because now you say, well, you know what? Now I'm worthy of that. It, look, it's yeah. taken me 10 years to really be able to master that oh not even master that get to a high level of proficiency at these particular concepts as a result it shows in my income and shows in my my ability to create new things because my mindset is at that level right okay. now it's not a level where uh you know i'm making four or five million ten million a year it's not at that level right mm -hmm. so i need to be around people that are that are like that so you know, in our case, you know, our, in our industry, we actually have an organization called the Million Dollar Roundtable. That's okay. a that's a worldwide organization, and mm -hmm. there's people in there making two, three, four, five million a year plus, right? And I love being around those types of people because I get to see what type of systems they have, how they mm -hmm. run their business, how they look at their business, everything, right? Your money mindset is is indicative of who you seek, yeah. and what you're surrounded by. Right. If your environment is sucks, well, guess what? It, that's again, it let's put it this way. It's your fault. It's your fault. Plain and simple. It's your fault. Yeah. You know, and if you can't keep a budget, quote unquote, if you can expand that into a proper cash flow plan that can be indicative of, OK, how much do I need to put away for my long term retirement? You know, if I'm saving for college or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, savings in general, right? Um, none of that is going to matter if you don't have the mindset that says, you know what, I'm worthy of a good financial future, right? Yeah. So once you start believing that you're worthy of a good financial future, now you start to adapt these habits that are more empowering and are more, ins more inspiring to you and everybody else around you, right? Again, leadership is all about leading from the front. You can't lead anybody else unless you're aligned yourself. Very good. Okay. Well, listen, I I have been, um, <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast, you're like, she didn't say as much because I'm a student. Okay. I Today I am sitting here and I am a student and I am absorbing everything that, uh, that Raja Silvera has been sharing with us on today, because I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about who who around me serves as my money thermostat? 
I mean, honestly, when you when you sit in the midst of wisdom, it should cause you to reflect on where you are currently in your life and, you know, the next steps that you need to take to to get to where you want to be. And so many times we only focus on what we have coming in. We forget to focus on uh, who's around us as well. That influences our money, that influences our wealth or the lack thereof. And so I, I appreciate um, Mr. Silvera being with us on today and sharing these, these really good nuggets of truth to help us make sure that we, we listen, the first quarter is not over yet. Okay. No. This is, it's, although March is like, is, a, is like tomorrow, we still have time. You know, we still have time to really get ourselves together, especially if you focus on having the right mindset. You know, if you focus on having the right mindset. And so I personally, I think I think Roger is a good connection to have someone to help guide you in the right direction. If you need that type of a money mentor uh, or even if you are looking for uh, maybe some financial services or financial advice. So, uh, Roger, can you tell us how can we what's the best way for us to, to connect with you for our listeners and our viewers to connect with you on today? So LinkedIn is definitely the source to go to. I also have a newsletter oh, on, okay. on LinkedIn that's called Find Your Compass. And Find Your Compass is designed for small business owners, but there's a lot of things that I share. I shared an article today. It says, are you a hoarder of past success? Wow. Are you a hoarder of past success? So in business, it's always easy to reflect on past success and smile. And this, those moments that we feel very empowered, right? Sports, business, whatever, right? But when, what does, what do, what do championships teams teams do when then, then they have to go into a next season with a completely different mindset? They have to let go of that, whatever that they did, you know, that was wonderful. And that's hard to do. So, yeah. new, so new ways of opportunity come and knocking. But when, if you're not prepared for what the next challenge is, it will go to somebody else who is. So Kobe Bryant had a saying that um, they asked him, what does success mean to you? Or what does winning, I should say, mean to you? Mm -hmm. And he said, winning is everything. It's everything. You know, uh, there's a there's a line from um, another book uh, called Winning from Tim Grover, which was Kobe's trainer and Michael Jordan's trainer. Okay. Somebody that I've actually gotten to uh, take one of his courses as well. Uh, you want to be smacked around and really get an understanding of championship mindset. Tim Grover's the man. Okay. Um, and so to this effect, I kind of ad-libbed a little bit, but winning smacks you in the face and leaves, leaves the room all while turning out the lights on you. Because the thing is, I think we get complacent. See, we uh -huh. get complacent. So, when you have a good year financially, now all of a sudden you think you're the big cheese. Mm. And so the humility now has left us and all the habits and all the things that you did to get there has also left you. Wow. And that's why I go back to what I talked about mindset, the, the thermostat is in order for us to have, you know, an understanding of money, we, we have to be able to earn at a level that's indicative of being able to put away significant levels of income away. Right now, in this day and age, it's very difficult to survive on less than six figures. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it's just, that's the reality. And so in that regard, 
um, how much do we need to put away monthly or annually to be able to replicate your standard of living today some, at some point in the future? That's one of the biggest questions that you'll ever have to get answered in your lifetime. And it comes down to really being able to be smart about how much you put away versus how much you're currently spending. I would like to, I would like to say there's a tug of war between your current and present, your current and future lifestyle, I should say. There's a tug of war between your current and your future lifestyle. I like that. And that tug of war is based on your mindset about money. I like that. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, listen, all y'all, everyone, I hope that you truly enjoyed this um, this money management um, segment of the Leaders Lab podcast on today. And let me know in the comments below, Do you know, how do you manage your money? Um, and do you need help in that area? Because if so, we have, you know, we have a very capable, a very capable uh, professional with us on today who can help steer you in the right direction. Um, and I, again, uh, Mr. Silvera, I appreciate you being with us in the lab on today. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much, Dr. C. You're welcome. And listen, if you are, um, if you've been enjoying all of the episodes that we've had so far of the Leaders Lab, let us know. Would you mind going to um, going to Apple or going to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us, even on YouTube, if you're watching the video version, would you mind going and leaving us a good rating? I don't want three stars. I don't want two. Go and give us five star rating. Go and drop in the comment section below what um, you know. What's your favorite thing about the Leaders Lab podcast? Because it helps us to continue to move forward in the right direction and keep bringing you great voices that you know they may not they may not come to you otherwise. You may not be able to find them otherwise because you're not seeking them. You're not searching for them. So I feel like it's my job to continue to bring you uh, wisdom, pearls of wisdom and mm -hmm. great advice just like today, um, every single week. So uh, don't forget that you can connect with me on social media everywhere. I am at Dr. Charity TV and on Facebook, I am at Dr. Charity TV page. You can find me on LinkedIn, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.